In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to this Wet Anchor podcast. I am back again, still on the topic of where is God when it hurts. One of the difficult things to do in life is waiting. As human beings, we have a sense of instant gratification and that frustrates us when things don't happen immediately. You might be having an idea or an ideal in mind, a dream, something you wish to see in the future, a vision, perhaps a wish or a prayer. And you may want to receive it at the time that you have decided that it is true. You see, our timelines may not necessarily always be the timelines of God. And our plans, the Bible tells us clearly, that are not always the plans of God. Sometimes we desire the things that God has not prepared for us. You could be waiting to be employed and no offers are coming through. For years, you are waiting, you are applying you have dusted your CV many a times. We have submitted it many a times. Sometimes you have been called for interviews and they've told you many times that don't call us, we will call you. And they never do. Your initial prayer might have been said with the confidence and belief that something will come up soon. And you get disappointed when the months become years and years become decades. Truly speaking, there are people that have never worked all their lives. Some of them have qualified a long time ago. They have tried this and that and have never succeeded. Some people, when they look at those that they went to school with, it hurts deep within them because they see that those that um, they started with possibly have cars and houses and they still have nothing in their name. In the passage of time, you might encounter those people that have achieved so much in life that it hurts you, being unemployed and having nothing to show. It may even hurt more that you have prayed and fasted for the job and you're still waiting. It is even worse when you see unbelievers getting jobs all around you and you remain unemployed. You see, child of God, there are things that we might wait for all our lives. And there are things that we might wait simply because we have not done that which we are supposed to do. And there are things that we might be waiting for that God has not prepared or planned for us. And it could be that whilst we are waiting, God has prepared a journey for us. The Bible tells us of the story of Joseph. This is a young man that had a dream. In Genesis chapter 37 verse 6, the word of the Lord God says, Joseph said, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. That was the beginning of trouble for Joseph. He had a dream and in that dream he saw himself as someone that was going to lead. He saw in that dream and it was interpreted by his brothers and his father that he was going to lead even his own father. And that became a sore thumb in his brother's minds. They could not fathom the idea that the youngest son, the youngest brother would actually lead them. Some of your dreams may be so threatening to others that they will be out there planning to stop you, to derail you, to delay you. 
You see, Joseph ended up in Egypt because his brothers could not take his dream. They could not take the idea that he was born to lead even them as a family. Now, in this episode, we are talking about the pain of waiting. The pain that you feel when you are waiting for something so precious, something so desirable, something that you wish with all your heart that you should have, and it doesn't happen. Joseph spent almost two decades not just waiting to become the ruler, but he spent those two decades working starting as a slave in Egypt, starting as a servant in the house of Potiphar, where the wife of Potiphar ended up wanting to sleep with him and he ended up in jail for that. Now imagine you have applied for a job and you land up in jail because of um, your employer or your employer's wife. The dream that he had was that he was supposed to be a leader, not a slave. But Joseph found himself as a slave, not for a day or two, not a month, not even a year. Because the Bible says to us that when he had started interpreting dreams, the baker and the cup bearer, one of them was released, the other one um, beheaded. And the one that was released made a promise that he would remember Joseph and he didn't for two years. So he had been in that jail for more than two years. This is somebody that had a dream of being a ruler. Just like you would have a dream of being a CEO of a company, you could be a dream, you could dream of being a manager of a company, you could dream of being a CEO, you could dream of being a business owner, whatever career or whatever a path that you desire to take and follow and you don't see it happening. Instead, you go into a worse position. Being in jail was not an easy thing for Joseph. The dream that he had kept him perhaps hopeful that one day it is going to happen. He ended up out of that jail. But you see, it, it was not easy for Joseph to become a slave and become a prisoner in a foreign land simply because his brothers were jealous of him. It must have hurt Joseph so deeply that his brother sold him to a foreign land for no good reason, except that his future state, his future position was threatening them so much that they wanted to get rid of him. I don't know how many people are waiting for jobs, but wait like Joseph, he waited. Where is God when it hurts? Of course it hurts that you don't have the job. It also hurt David that he was anointed a king for many years. He served under Saul, the king of Israel. For many years also he ran away from Saul. He could not be the king that he was meant to be. It is very painful to have your dream deferred. It is very painful to wait for your dream to be fulfilled. Sometimes we think that waiting for a year is too much. Try waiting for a decade. Try waiting for two decades for a dream job. David and Joseph are examples that even if it may delay, even if it may tarry, if God has planned it for you, it will happen. Yours is to have the courage to wait. Yours is to have the strength to wait. Yours is to also be able to deal with the challenges that you face whilst you're waiting. Of course, it hurts you. It is not easy to see yourself as a failure simply because you don't have the job that you desire to have. If God has planned it for you, it will happen in God's appointed time. The other painful thing to wait for is a child. There are people that have waited all their lives to have a child. 
and they still don't have it. Some medicine cupboards in people's homes are full of pregnancy test kits, which are used regularly and the woman ends up in tears many times over. It is normal to want a child when you grow older or when you get married. Human beings were blessed by God to multiply. The world's 7 billion people are as a result of that blessing. And in the world's population, there are many who have not had the joy of bringing another human being to this world. Some are desperately praying, hoping, and trying to have a child. It is a very painful experience, yet it is not new to history. I remember when I met my husband, it took us six years to have a child together. In the middle of that period, we had a miscarriage. One of the painful things to experience when you're actually trying to have a baby. I know how it feels to hold that pregnancy test kit and it tells you it's just a false alarm. I know how it feels to count the days hoping that nothing will happen the following day and you see that time come and you realize that there is no pregnancy. Worse if it delays even more because you're stressed. It is stressful to wait for a child. It is stressful to be trying for a child, for a baby, and it doesn't happen. So you actually keep on counting the days. You, 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 you test even your hormone levels. You do a whole lot of things. You try to eat the right foods. You, you read up on these things and you test over and over again. And worse, when you meet up with people that will ask you, when are you having a child? People that will tell you, you are getting old. The clock is ticking. I don't even know who created that clock. I don't know who told you that you must have a child by age 30 or by age 35. I don't know who told you that if you don't have a child of your own, you cannot enjoy being a parent. I know the tears of crying for a child. I know the tears of losing a baby. It is a baby. It can be called a fetus, but it is a baby. I know the pain that you'd feel for losing that little one in your stomach. There is someone out there who is still asking God, Why me, Father? Why can't I have the joy? Why can't I nurse a baby? Why can't you give me this joy of having a child? We are told also in the word of God about a woman called Sarai. This is the wife of Abram to whom God said, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. So this Abraham the husband of Sarai was blessed by God and promised that he would be a father of many nations. And this man had one wife, Sarai. But this woman, Sarai, is said to have been barren. Of course, biblically, only the woman was said to be barren, even though they could not even test which one of the two actually could not have children. But Sarai must have cried a whole lot of tears, bucket loads of tears. The Bible says, Abram had servants, not one servant, not two, many servants. There were a lot of people that were around them attending to the needs of Abram and Sarai, just two people being surrounded by servants, but they had no child. It took years, 24 full years for Sarai to bear a child. Now in that whole 24 years, she had to watch Abram getting closer to his servant 
even to the point of looking at him as if he was a son. Sarai watched these things happen, where because she could not bear a child, a servant was more than a servant to the eyes of Abraham, to the point that he spoke to God about it and God said, no, not this one. Someone that comes from you, your own body, is going to be an heir. Sarai was watching all of these things happen to the point that Sarai decided that perhaps I must have an alternative because the same God that had called them out of their father's house is the same God that had promised them that they will be parents to many nations and is the same God that was not bringing this thing to pass for all these years. Sarai had to come to the point of giving her husband over to another woman a servant. No one wants to share their husband under normal circumstances. But the pain and the anguish of Sarai was so much that she felt that perhaps if she was not good enough to carry a child, perhaps her servant could give her husband some joy and let her son be born. And Hagar had a son, Ishmael. Sarai watched that boy grow right in front of her eyes. She saw how Abram loved his son Ishmael. She desired and wished that it was her child. She desired that she could have nursed this boy, Ishmael, but it never happened. For years, she looked at these things up to a point that she was too old to have a child. Where was God all these years when Sarai was so desperate? Sarai was in so much pain and anguish to the point of giving up her own husband to another woman. Where was God? God was still there. He was there when Abraham started thinking that his servant would be an heir. He came back and corrected him. God was there when Abraham thought that Ishmael was the promised son. God came in and still corrected Abraham. But that did not mean that immediately the son would be born. It would be years again before Sarai could become pregnant. The pain of not having your own child, it is too much. There are those that don't have even one. There are those that cannot even have a child. Physically, they can't. And they desire that joy. Is God unfair? I think not. And someone that is in that situation may think God is unfair. But you see out there, there are other children that may be desiring to have a mommy and a daddy. There are other children that they are born not by their own choice under circumstances that they cannot change. The case of Sarai and Abram was dealt differently when God gave them a child. It could be that you, child of God, what you are waiting for may not happen in the way that it happened for Sarai and Abram. It could be that God has ordained for you to raise another child, a child that longs to have a parent. Waiting on the Lord is very painful, yes, but it could be that you are waiting and your pain is caused by the fact that you do not accept that God has a different plan for you. Sometimes we are waiting for the wrong thing. It is right because it is our desire, but it is the wrong thing in the eyes of God because he has something else planned for you. He says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 14. After you have waited, what then do you do? If God has not allowed you to have the child. He has allowed you to take care of another one. Be the mother to the child that needs a parent. Because you see the pain of not having a child 
could be the pain of not having a parent for the child that does not have a parent. Yes, you are in pain because you're waiting. You are in pain because what you desire to have is not happening. Whereas it could happen in a different manner, in a different way. I want to encourage you today as you listen to this podcast that you see God has a great plan for your life. You may not understand the plan because perhaps it doesn't look like the way you see it. It doesn't look like the way you envisioned your own life. But if you can step back a little and ask God what exactly is the plan, you may realize that you are sitting in pain for such a long time, whereas God has a different plan altogether. You might be sitting in one room where is the waiting room for children, whereas God actually expects you to wait in the other room where is a waiting room for adoption. It could be that you're waiting in the room for a job, whereas God has actually ordained for you to wait in another room for a business. It could be that God has ordained for you to wait in another room where you could do social development in communities, where you're not employed by anyone, where you're not running a business, but you're running charity organizations, helping out people that are incapable of helping themselves. It could be that whilst you are waiting for that job, God has actually ordained for you to be useful to somebody else that is in need of your help. Where is God when you are hurting? God is always there. God is always there. He never leaves. That is the problem that when we are in pain and when we are hurting, we think that God is not there. When we are not having the answer we've been praying for, we've been asking God, we've been petitioning, we've been fasting and it's still not happening. We think that God is not there. God is right there. He was there with Sarai and Abraham for 24 years until the 25th year when they had a child. He was there. When Joseph was a slave, when Joseph was a prisoner, God was there. He gave Joseph interpretation of dreams right in prison. You would Today, you would not want to serve God because you are probably angry at God for he has not given you the job that you desire to have. Whereas God has actually positioned you there so that you can speak for him. You can be of influence to the people around you in administration by the Holy Spirit of God. You are holding God just for one thing that he has not given you. Whereas if you can actually sit down and count, you may find that God has given you a whole lot of things that other people don't have. So where is God? He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Even when it is painful, he still has not left you. He still has not forsaken you. Perhaps the right question could be to ask God, what is the plan? This what I'm experiencing, Father, is too painful for me. But what exactly is your plan? Because perhaps your plan is not as painful as my plans. Perhaps your vision is not as painful as my vision. Can you open my eyes, Father, that I see what you have planned for me? The pain of waiting, it is real. But God is even more real. It is him that will strengthen you and give you courage. The Bible doesn't say, wait on the Lord, he's going to answer you tomorrow. It says he's going to give you courage. He's going to strengthen you. Because he knows that the waiting takes a toll on you. He knows that the waiting is very difficult. He knows that the waiting takes faith on your side. Trusting God that even if he has not given me this, even if it is painful, but I will trust him that his plan is good. Look, the Bible tells us of people that did not have children, were not even married. Paul was not married. We are not told of his wife. He did many great things 
as a servant of God. Without a child, he still served God. He didn't have a full-time job except that he had a business of making tents, but his focus was on ministry. So you could be waiting for God to give you a job whereas he wants you to do a business. You could be waiting to have a child, whereas God wants you to go and do ministry. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what is hurting you, but I want to encourage you today that one, if God said he will do it for you, then you better stick around and believe him. If it is just your desire, you better go back to him and ask him, is this that which I desire in my heart in line with your plans, Father? And if it is not in his plans, he will give you peace with not having it. And when you have the peace of God that surpasses human understanding in that matter, you'll be fruitful in other matters. You'll find joy in serving God in other matters. You'll find joy in serving others, even when you don't have that which you had desired to have. Let us not allow societal standards to frustrate us to the point of us stopping believing in God. You think that God does not exist simply because you are looking at your friends that are driving big cars and have big houses and you have nothing. You're asking why me, Father, because you're comparing yourself with others that have five or ten children. You are the only person of your own kind that God has released on this earth. Therefore, your life should not be in the standard of another human being, but that of God. Let Christ be the standard for your life. Find joy in God. Find joy in serving God. Find joy in the plans of God and his purposes for your life. It is written in the word of God that he orders our steps. If the steps are ordered by him and he has promised you something alongside those steps, wait on him, he will give it to you. If your steps are ordered by the Lord and he has not promised you the thing that bends within you, then you better go and find the steps of Jesus and follow those. Because if you don't, you might frustrate yourself the whole rest of your life. You remember the servant of God, the father of John the Baptist? He was serving God, childless as he was. He was busy in the temple serving God. He was not sitting at home trying to have a child every single day. He went to serve God. Serve God also. Let God find you working. Let God find you serving. Let God find you praising and worshipping him. Let not the blessing of God find you worn out with worry and tears and bitterness and anger and envy and even jealousy. God has a great plan for your life. If you find out what it is, you may find that you've been crying for the wrong things. Be encouraged. As long as you have breath in you, there is a purpose for you on this earth. Where is God? He's right there with you. Talk to him about his purpose for your own life. May the Lord give you peace. May the Lord give you strength. Amen. The Lord give you courage, even as you pursue that which he has planned for your life. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.